Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes that we can finally escape this show. Join us each week, leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Hi. Hello. <laughs> this week, we're probably talking about one of the most famous episodes outside of 15, 18, 15, 20 yeah. of the entire series. Right. Yeah, I would say so. I I think we were saying before, I think I've watched this episode maybe five times. Me too. Like, it's one of those episodes that, like, you can just throw on and kind of enjoy and, like, not really think <laughs> too hard about it. <laughs> it's not a particularly angsty episode, I guess, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, there, there's a little bit, but it's, like, it's done in such a funny way. <laughs> yeah. That you just kind of, oh, well, for me, I skipped, kind of skipped over it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually kind of... Uh, but yeah so we're talking about uh season four episode six yellow fever yeah so this episode was actually written by andrew dab this is his first episode that he wrote for supernatural alongside daniel laughlin and was directed by phil segrisha so yeah interesting to see um what dab was thinking uh, Mm -hmm. as he is a future showrunner (laughs) (laughs) showrunner that couldn't rein in his writers unfortunately (laughs) um or let them i don't know rein them in or um well yeah let them let them do what they want yeah he should just (laughs) let them go let it go (laughs) i'm in a real weird mood today (laughs) i think it's quite appropriate for this episode to be honest yeah i think so bit of a wild one i suppose (laughs) (laughs) the thing is what this episode is like it's funny and then there's some moments that are like truly horrific that's true that that is really true like yeah some of the visuals of this episode are just like oh yeah i'm not sure how i feel about that (laughs) it's a little bit uncomfortable she's like ha 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 and they're like oh no i don't want to think about that (laughs) it's hitting you when you're not expecting it i mean yeah basically it really is whiplash this episode, I feel like I could probably have recounted it without watching it because there weren't any mm-hmm. sort of... Some of the other episodes where I felt this way, I, there was like a surprise conversation that happened that I was like, oh, I forgot this happened. But no, I think this this one's pretty ingrained. Like some of the stuff I was like, oh, okay, that was a little different than I remember. But the beats of the episode were all in the noggin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know this one pretty well too. Like um, there's some stuff that makes more sense in context, I guess. Yeah. After watching the first three seasons again and then watching this, but um, yeah, it has all the classic moments. I think there's like, I want to say three, one, two, I'm going to say four moments from this that are just gift constantly. But yeah, so I feel like this is a fan favorite episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So I guess we can get into it. So the recap, it was like the introduction of Lilith, the demon blood stuff. A bit of cast. It's all. It's all like a jumble of stuff. Like it. It felt like it was supposed to be a plot-heavy episode with all of the introductions <laughs> that they was that was given. Yeah, but it really wasn't. <laughs> like, they did Cass's whole speech about like I pulled you out of hell. I'll throw you back, and then it kind of had a little bit through this episode, but like not really. <laughs> not not into in the same way as like how that was used. <laughs> maybe they wanted us to be like. Maybe it's because we've watched this episode too many times. Maybe they were actually like, oh, you know, let's make them believe that Dean is going to die in this episode. Yeah, maybe. But we were like, we knew the whole time, so it doesn't have the same (laughs) impact anymore. I guess so. And also it's like, 
I feel like if Dean was sent back to hell, mm-hmm. he would just be dragged out again. Like so? I don't think, <laughs> I don't think like the stakes are as high anymore because we know that like angels can come get souls now. Cat <laughs> has been sold a bungee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking more like. Cast just being like, God damn it. <laughs> like, being frustrated. Like, he got himself killed again. <laughs> Cosmic bungee. <laughs> you know, the souls are connected now. <laughs> Garth would be so proud. <laughs> He's just got like toddler reins on Dean's soul. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that's an amazing visual I, I like it <laughs> so the beginning of this episode we hear like breathing and it's funny because what you said at the end of season like a uh, no rest for the wicked like yeah. you could tell it was dean from the breathing i was like oh yeah that's totally true now too <laughs> right you can tell <laughs> And he's like running for his life around the corner and like uh, you hear sort of barking noises. It almost sounds like the hellhounds, but not quite as vicious. Yeah, exactly. As he runs around the corner, he knocks over a shopping cart of a homeless man. Mm -hmm. Dean like yells at the man saying, run, it'll kill you. And the camera pans over to this like little Yorkie with like a little pink bow in its fringe. (laughs) It's a pretty cute dog. Also though... Also, I like Yorkie, but I will say, and this is a very controversial statement, because I'm sure there's people out there that have small dogs. The smaller the dog, the more evil it is. Oh, yeah. It's like ponies. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it was like a, just because of who turns up in this episode, like, I say turns up in quotation marks, turns up in this episode, like, because, you know, like, Lilith is this innocent (gasps) possessing an innocent little girl and then there's this like innocent looking dog was that the was that the dog that got you know or the pet or whatever it was that got smushed in that oh it could be yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. oh. yeah, we never get to see i want to say mr giggles but i don't i don't know if that's right <laughs> i don't think it's mr giggles but i quite like that let's keep let's keep mr giggles <laughs> I think Mr. Giggles was the, no Mr. Giggles was the patient in season three um, with Rufus, like the the guy who was just had had his kidney cut out. I do not remember. I have no recollection of a Mr. Giggles, but my brain is cheese, so <laughs> you could well be right. We cut back in time to. Sam and Dean in a morgue and they've introduced themselves as Agent Tyler and Agent Perry. <laughs> um, fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are there to investigate a guy who's died of a heart attack and it's kind of weird because he was like in really good health and there had been some other heart attacks in the area as well. In Mommy? Mommy? Sure. Somewhere. they're in colorado (laughs) okay (laughs) they're somewhere the coroner is not very um on board with their investigation and they kind of have to you know he says like this is not my problem this guy's just had a heart attack like hasn't done an autopsy they have to ask him and he makes them stand over him while he does this autopsy i got sort of like i say flashbacks flash forwards to is it my bloody valentine with like i think dean holds a heart in that episode too yeah, you know, he's asking if it's the first time around the dead body, and they're like, no. Dean says, far from it. I did notice this little, like, 
snippet that the coroner asked Dean to hand him the rib cutters and he knows exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, why, why do you know, Dean? I don't want to know why you know, but I know why you know. And, you know, they notice while he's kind of like doing this autopsy that, you know, he's missed, this guy is missing a wedding ring. He's like got a tan line on his hand and his arm is full of scratches. And I wrote here in my notes, road rash. (laughs) 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 So I clearly either remember this episode. To be fair, I had also just watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy where there were like bikers in it. And they Mm -hmm. had road rash. So I was... Looked in the same way. Yeah, yeah, it looked exactly the same how they'd done it. So the coroner takes the heart out and hands it to Dean and he just says, hold that for a second and sounds like laughing at him. But when he the guy cuts something else, he gets like a big splur of blood or fluid or whatever on his face and uh, Dean smirks back at him. So they're both having a little laugh at each other's expense here. I can't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, Sam definitely got the worst end of the deal on that one, getting hit by spleen juice as they did it. Spleen juice. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we have any coroners that listen to our show but like I mean I guess it could happen if you compress on something and there's still fluid inside but like this body is three days old (laughs) yeah I wouldn't expect there to be like pressure but maybe I don't know I've never done an autopsy (laughs) we don't dissect animals in our school system in England so no that's true actually not even at university did I do oh really yeah So we cut again to the sheriff's office and they are waiting in the opposite this deputy at a desk and Dean and him like smirk at each other. (laughs) (laughs) The sheriff comes in and and he says, Hell's Bells, which I kind of love. (laughs) Hell's Bells. uh, The deputy's name is Linus. He goes like, have you seen my... And then he like gets introduced to Sam and Dean as federal agents and is kind of annoyed that they weren't introduced earlier. He lets them into his office but makes them take off their shoes before they come in. It seems like, um, although it's obviously this guy is a bit of a germphobe, if he had an emergency to go to as a sheriff and you have to like stop to put on your shoes. Yeah, that's really not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, so maybe he's taking the shoes off because he has like carpet or something. And it, But he doesn't, he has like tiled floors. I'm like, of all things to be barefoot on or like just in socks on, it's not pleasant. <laughs> no, like, and it's just continuation of the tile from the office as well. So yeah, they go into his office and they shake hands and he introduces himself as Al Britton. And then once they're sat down, he gets like this huge bottle of uh, hand sanitizer. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking like, this doesn't seem that weird anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the only thing weird about it is like how much he puts on his hand. Because you know, yeah. like, especially now, you know, everybody's used it all the time for the past two years. Mm-hmm. You know, he put that much on his hands. His hands are going to be wet for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he using that much? It's so... Oh, it's wild. They explain that they're looking into this guy's Frank's death, you know, and and apparently the sheriff's men had found the body, which is why they came to him. And sheriff explains that him and Frank were really good friends. They were gamecocks. Dean finds this hilarious. Of course he does. (laughs) But it turns out it's just their softball team's name. It says the majestic animals. I assume they're some kind of bird, but I'd have no idea. I'm pretty sure they're like a pheasant. That sounds right. Surely, right? A pheasant. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, it's a pheasant. I don't know if it's not or not. <laughs> like, he had a statue of a bird on his desk. I wonder if that was it. But like, that kind of looked like a pheasant, I guess. It's just a chicken. It's a rooster. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why would you call it a gamecock then? Why don't you just call yourself like 
The Charlotte Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, I don't know. So yeah, he explains that Frank was a good guy. Dean says, yeah, big heart. Like, he's so funny. Oh, he's ha, so ha, funny. Ha. <laughs> and Sam asks, you know, the sensible questions. Was he acting weird before he died? Acting scared? Clearly they've looked into the other two deaths, or I think it's two deaths, in the other town. And there's been a common pattern because we're kind of joining them here like mid-case. And he says, like, no, he was fine. He wouldn't answer his phone. And finally, he sent some of his boys to check on him. And then he was dead. The, the sheriff, like, coughs and, like, puts more gel on his hands. And again, I was just like, oh, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> you know, and rightly, he's asking, like, why do you guys care? Because it's just a heart attack. And um, Dean's like, no, no, it is probably nothing. It's just a heart attack. I love this cut. I love this kind of cut so much. Where, you know, they're like, yeah, it's a heart attack. Like, hard cut to them walking out, like, no way was that a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Just a heart attack. No way that was a heart attack. It's like we got their internal monologue, (laughs) but on screen. (laughs) I I love stuff like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I probably mentioned this before. My favourite one's in Gotham. I don't know if you've got that far yet. But there's a scene where Jim Gordon goes to the like mafia guy and he's like I really need to find this guy you need to tell me where he is um I promise he won't get hurt I'm just gonna bring him in hard cut to him shooting him <laughs> I think I've seen that yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. so funny to me <laughs> it's so funny like, <laughs> so dumb um it's like yeah no no I'm not gonna hurt him I'm just gonna kill him yeah it's, <laughs> it's really that's not gonna hurt him <laughs> that's so stupid that scene um yeah, and Sam agrees. He's like, definitely it's not a heart attack. Like, there's three victims. They all have the same red scratches on their arms. They all went from jittery to terrified to dead within 48 hours. And Dean's like, what? Something scared them to death? Like, asking the audience question. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to figure out what that could be. <laughs> I like Sam's like, yeah, we make a list. We just start crossing things off. <laughs> and Dean mentions, like, chubacabras before that. It's just, like, the whole um, dialogue between this episode is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. All right, so what can do that? What can't? Ghosts, vampires, chupacabra. It could be a hundred things. Yeah. So we make a list and start crossing things off. So they're going to go see the last person who saw Frank alive, which is his neighbor called Mark. And then Dean like suddenly stops like halfway through there, like walked back to the Impala. He was like, hang on, hang on. He's like, I don't like the look of those teenagers. <laughs> and they're kind of like slightly close to the car. But then, like, so Dean decides to walk the other way from them. And it's like, but dude, they're near your car. Like, (laughs) surely the anxiety would be like, what if they mess with the car? What I found really interesting about this episode is that there's a point in this that, like, Dean's a little bit, like, anxious about driving. But he's never scared of the Impala, like, being in it or, like, near it. Yeah, that's true. um, Which I thought was really sweet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he stays in the car instead of going to the room. Yeah, the Impala is Dean's safe space. On his safety blanket. It is his blanket. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to Mark Hutchins' house. He calls them out like they're Tyler and Perry, just like Aerosmith. This guy has a bunch of reptiles. Just he does everywhere. A crocodile in a way too small tank. I'd like to point out. Even for a baby crocodile, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. They're saying that. Like, I would much prefer to be in that house mm-hmm. than in a house that had, like, insects everywhere. Like, I would I would choose reptiles over insects any day. 
Oh, uh, shout out to my friend who I'm sure definitely listens to has a house full of insects. This one's for you. <laughs> she knows who she is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like creepy, crawly, can get, like, at least with a reptile, you can see it coming. <laughs> can you? Can you? Because, um,. My husband has a friend who has a snake and they lost that snake for like three months and then suddenly it disappeared again one day. <laughs> that has happened a lot to, to a lot of people who I know who own snakes. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Would, would you really like a snake loose in your house for three months just knowing that at any point it would just reappear? Maybe in your bed? The thing is, it's your snake. So if you have a snake, then you should be okay with it just like appearing randomly. See... I don't mind snakes, right? I don't find them that creepy. I wouldn't. I I don't like going near them too much, but I don't find them that creepy. I was actually sent this video the other day of like a small girl like interacting with a huge python, and I was like, mm. I don't know if they're Happy capable. Lunch. Yeah, I don't know if they're <laughs> capable of affection in that way. That's not the snake's fault. That's not how it's mm-hmm. built. That snake is definitely going to eat that child. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I can think you know, about. <laughs> I wouldn't blame the, the snake. <laughs> it wouldn't be the snake's fault. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just really, really uncomfortable because it's like, oh, look how nice they are together. Look how much they love each other. And I'm like, that snake is like one missed meal away from <laughs> eating yeah. that child. <laughs> it has no loyalty to you. <laughs> Again, not the snake's fault. It's doing what snakes do. This guy, while he's talking, has a small snake around his neck. I don't know enough about snakes to know what kind of yeah. snake that is. I think it's some kind of python, I'm going to say. It's I got mean, the little moo face, the little kid, kitty yeah. face, right? <laughs> Pythons have kitty faces. I'm so good at snakes. <laughs> that's, that's more than what I know. So <laughs> I figured it's less likely to be a venomous snake because obviously you'd have to like do the whole de-venom thing. Like all yeah. the time, so They'd have to write a whole new risk assessment for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're asking the last time that he saw Frank. He said it was it was Monday. He was watching me from his window, and I waved to him, but he closed the curtain. So clearly, he was deep in his anxiety, scaredness uh, mm-hmm. stages. Mark confirms that he was totally freaking out. And so when they ask what scared him, Mark just says, "Yeah, it was witches." <laughs> <laughs> like it was to- like a totally normal thing like yeah, yeah. witches love that <laughs> um but it turns out that it's like the witches from the wizard of oz um he said that that green bitch was out to get him <laughs> <laughs> wild take on wizard of oz and they're just saying he was scared of everything of absolutely everything i like my favorite one is pez dispensers with their dead lies <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah. During this whole conversation, Dean's looking around the room like really out of sorts. They kind of ask what Frank was like, and it turns out that like he was a dick in high school, like mm-hmm. a, a bully, essentially. Like a bully. I mean, he probably taped half the town's butt cheeks together. <laughs> Mine included. That's such a weird... Like, I can't even... How? What? Yeah, how? How did he get close enough in, to you... To tape. I mean, I guess you maybe if you're with a bunch of friends, they like pin you down and do it. But like, I guess what? So. American <laughs> high schools are weird. Is this stuff happening? Because yeah. mm And yeah, so they're saying that like he annoyed a lot of people, but Mark doesn't really think that he like annoyed people to the point of being murdered because he had changed since his wife died. It turns out that she died about twenty years ago, and he was really like broken up about it. 
who doesn't really explain any further what happened to her at this point. This is where Dean's really starts freaking out about the snake that Mark has on him. And Mm -hmm. he says, don't be scared of Donnie. He's a sweetheart. It's Marie you have to look out for. And (laughs) she smells fear, which is, (laughs) I I never really pegged that before. That's why she, like, this snake goes for Dean because he's so Mm -hmm. terrified, apparently. Don't know if snakes (laughs) can actually smell fear. And there's this big old, like, albino python that kind of comes around the front of the, like, over the top of the sofa. And Dean properly freaks out. He just sits, like, stock still. Mm-hmm. Just, like, trying not to breathe, I think, while the snake, like, crawls all over him. What's his body his, heat? His, like, I'm terrified face in this episode is hilarious. I, it's so great. It's like, he doesn't look like himself. Like, Jasmine doesn't look like him. Like, his nose gets all compressed and stuff. It's weird. It's, weird. It's, it's really funny how he does. Yeah, yeah, his face completely changes. I, I thought it was amazing. I wonder, as well as smelling fear, if Dean's just still a bit warm from hell, so the snake's, like, sneaking out the heat. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. <laughs> like a big old hellfire heat pad. <laughs> we go we go back to the Impala and it's night time. Dean's sat in the car scratching his arm um, when Sam gets in. And, and Dean's been doing some research and he's found out that Frank's wife was called Jessie. She had some mental health problems and basically stopped taking her medication and committed suicide. But Frank didn't have anything to do with it he had a pretty solid alibi so they're kind of ruling that out for now while dean has been doing this research sam's been checking out frank's house or apartment or whatever and there wasn't anything there no emf no hex bags no sulfur and um (laughs) i like the scenes like no ghosts no witches no demons three down 97 to go like he actually has a list somewhere (laughs) he's crossing off and then there's apparently a hundred things that (laughs) <laughs> scare you to death they'd be better off with a flow chart i feel rather than a list you know yeah, like that's true. did you find sulfur yes or no yes probably a demon <laughs> <laughs> no did you find emf <laughs> i guess at t- first it would be emf did you find sulfur yeah is for the next question because i think emf is for demons as well right oh yeah they do have emf for- oh it, i can't it remember phantom- oh no you're right yeah phantom traveler they were emfing everywhere we need to make that flow chart <laughs> <laughs> a hunter flow chart yeah it's sufficient so dean is driving and sam calls him out and it's like you're 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 driving this the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the speed limit. Well, what, safety's a crime now? He drives past where they're staying as well, and Sam calls him out on it, and Dean says, I'm not going to make a left-hand turn into oncoming traffic. I'm not suicidal. And he, Sam looks at him, like, really confused then, and Dean then looks at him really confused, like... Did I just say that? That's kind of weird. With that, the EMF reader just starts going off, and they kind of hear it as Sam pulls it back out again. And um, he, he moves it towards and away from Dean, and it turns out that Dean is setting it off. I don't know why I love this so much. Where Dean's just like, "Am I haunted? Am I haunted?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it's great. <laughs> there's some really great. Like I said, there's some really great lines in this episode, but they are made by the delivery because I would almost say like Dean's out of. Ca- I mean, he's obviously out of character because he's like got this weird ghost sickness or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it's like so out of character to the point like we haven't seen him like this before ever. No. And it's like even when he has been scared, he doesn't show it in this way. No, not at all. This is almost like out of body experience fear. Yeah, it's real weird. 
I feel like there's some kind of glimpse of Dean here that we're getting without all of like John's conditioning and like training mm-hmm. and stuff. Maybe this is what Dean would be like if he hadn't been trained as a hunter from like birth. <laughs> terrifying of like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a careful driver, you mm-hmm. know, doesn't like eating unhealthy. Um, doesn't, I mean, the, the fear of dogs is understandable. He did get ripped apart by hellhounds. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that would, and we don't know what hellhounds look like, so who knows what kind of beastly dog it looks like. I realise this just made him bonding with Miracle like way more poignant because he like Dean is scared of dogs. There's a there's an episode later on where there's a whole dog thing, and I'm I don't even want to go there, but like the <laughs> actually overcoming his fear of dogs and like loving Miracle. Andrew Dab wrote that too, so okay. <laughs> it was a callback to his very first episode he wrote possibly it could well be you know that season 15 was a bunch of callbacks uh-huh. <laughs> it's the next day by the looks of it and it's the famous eye of the tiger scene <laughs> <laughs> sam's talking on the phone and he hears eye of the tiger coming from the car and there was something about it that like you know the the idea of like this is what they actually are like in real life that yeah you know the music is up so loud that like you can hear it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah because <laughs> that's exactly what it is so sam walks over and like bangs on the roof like in time with the music which i thought was really funny <laughs> dean shows sam his arm where he's been scratching and it's starting to look a little bit like the road rash or the marks from the other bodies yeah sam hands him like a box of donuts he takes like a sniff of it and like throws it back in the car so weird (laughs) even sam looks like a little concerned of like he didn't eat the donuts like he always eats the donuts like even look at the donuts like what's going on (laughs) sam tells dean that it's ghost sickness again the like interaction here as if dean knows what it is and he's like what oh no and like (laughs) I don't know why I'm reacting like this. Like, tell me what it is. <laughs> it's ghost sickness. Ghost sickness? Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. So Sam basically says, like, in some cultures, believe that certain spirits can infect the living with the disease. It basically has got all the symptoms that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. That being, like, because the, the ghosts are scared, so it transfers to the living. Yeah, essentially. But Dean's like, well, yeah, okay, that's fine. But we haven't seen a ghost in weeks. And Sam says, I doubt you got it from the ghost. More likely it was from Frank, who could have been patient zero. Mm-hmm. And Dean says, my very own outbreak monkey. <laughs> I have no idea what this is referencing. Other than like, I don't know, something like a bio lab containment thing that maybe happened that I don't remember about. <laughs> that's like in the so news or something. It's every single like, uh, there's a really famous movie and I can't remember what it's called. But like 28 weeks later starts in that way. That was a monkey outbreak. That, yeah. um, okay. Con- not contagion. But there's one very similar to like contagion. That is exactly the same thing. It was from a monkey. Uh, is a a zombie trope it's so funny because like actual viral outbreaks would usually be like not that (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember what it was called it may even be outbreak is i think it's got dustin hoffman in it okay it's one of those like end of the world things and like i love those kind of movies i probably don't like them as much anymore uh, but i used to really like those movies So that's how the other people got infected because they were on another team called the Corn Jerkers Mm -hmm. because of course they were. Of course they were. Those people got infected from Frank. Mm -hmm. 
Now, Dean only has 48 hours to live, but Sam's like, eh, it's probably more likely 24. <laughs> Dean's questioning why it's him, why he got infected and not Sam, because he got hit with the spleen juice. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, Bobby and I have a theory about that too. It turns out all the victims had a certain personality type. Frank was a bully. The other two, one was a vice principal, the other one was a bouncer. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, well, basically they're all dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says you know, all three victims used fear as a weapon and now the disease is returning the favor. Dean's like, why well, don't scare people? <laughs> and you do. You do scare people. <laughs> Though I do feel like Sam scares people just as much. You know, thinking back to last week's episode where he just like had the gun in the guy's face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hmm. Okay. So just talk about this for a second because I thought on this one for a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's um later on in this episode, right at the end, when Dean's hallucinating, his vision says, well, you know why you got infected by the ghost sickness, don't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yep. Yes, I agree. I <laughs> Huge spoiler on that one. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think torturing people in hell is probably going to make you a bigger dick. <laughs> I think he's a bigger dick than Sam. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. But yeah, I think that's that's the one. It could also be with how you view yourself as well like with the fear-based tactics kind of thing because frank knows what he did like the sheriff kind of knows what he did and um i wonder what you know maybe the other two guys had like some kind of thing that they did yeah Uh, i don't know some kind of dark secret or something i feel like it's too neat an explanation because i i think sam would have got infected too but I don't think that he sees what he's doing as a uh, fear-based thing. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the the other sort of indication a little bit. So when Mark talked about, like, taping the butts together, butt cheeks together. Yeah. Dean laughed. Mm, oh, yeah, that's true. And he, Sam didn't. Yeah, he was also just being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very much saying, like, it's the, the jocks, right? Yeah, they're basically accusing Dean of being a jock. Like, you know, yeah, like a high school jock here. And I'm feeling like, I don't know, does torturing, like, souls in hell make you a jock? I don't know. (laughs) definitely never was one at high school, right? Oh, I mean, I guess the whole wrestling thing. But, like, (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. It makes for a funny episode because I do feel like Dean being scared is funnier than it would be Sam being scared in this case. I don't know why that's funnier. Because he put... No, I do know why it's funnier. It's because Dean puts out such a macho persona like most of the time mm-hmm. that seeing him, seeing that drop entirely is funny. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> and also, like, Sam's usually the one to first provide sympathy for yeah. just to provide sympathy, whereas I feel like sometimes with Dean, again going back to last week's episode he does it when there's something in it for him like when he was with jamie and like explaining everything yeah and also like going back to dean being a bit more of a dick if sam had been the one scared in this episode he would have just been ribbing him the whole time (laughs) the whole time (laughs) they would have got nothing done (laughs) not at all so the plan is now just to sort of find the ghost that is causing all of this and that should clear up the disease Mm -hmm. they can find it and kill it Dean thinks it might be Frank's wife, but, you know, she killed herself, but they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then Sam sort of like, I guess to lessen the uh, the load of what he just said. Yeah. He's like, why, why are you out here? And Dean like looks around a little like scared <laughs> that because their room's on the fourth floor and it's high. <laughs> oh, told you the Impala is his safe space. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sam says, okay, I'll go in and see if we can get it changed to the first floor. Aww. Then Dean gets back into the into the Impala, opens the box of donuts and just like doesn't even take one. He just like looks at them like in disgust. Yeah. <laughs> like throws it down. <laughs> so we get to their new uh, motel room and Dean is like researching. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts to cough a little bit and is like looking at all these like grotesque images of like ghost sickness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can start to see that he's getting like, like he starts sort of hallucinating almost because all the mm-hmm. room starts shaking and like the there's a ticking clock and it gets louder and louder he just gets frustrated and the next thing we know when sam walks in the clock is no longer on the wall it's smashed on the floor <laughs> yep <laughs> so sam's come back from finding out what happened to jesse and turns out she was cremated so it's unlikely to be her ghost sam then asked dean you know how how are you doing mm-hmm. how are you holding up buddy old pal <laughs> Dean can't say he's not good without making a joke. He says, it's nice to have my head on the chopping block again. Almost forgot what it feels like. Mm. <laughs> Dean starts coughing again and then like starts choking, goes over to like a sink and he spits up like a, a chunk of wood, like a wood chip. Yeah. Sam says, we've been ignoring the biggest clue we have. You. I don't want to be a clue. I don't want to be a clue. <laughs> not about, I don't want to be a clue. <laughs> They deduce that, you know, the abrasions, the disease, it's trying to tell us something. And he's like, it tells us what? Wood chips? <laughs> exactly. Um, so they go to a lumber mill. The sickness is really starting to kick in with Dean. Yeah. Um, though, I have to say, for as much as he's scared of, like, driving and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. he drinks and drives in this episode. That's a lot. true, actually. Where's the anxiety now, Dean? <laughs> like, of all things, that should be the thing that, like, should get you. <laughs> Not the fact of, like, this creepy-looking windmill. Um, I want to call it a windmill. Lumber mill. <laughs> Absolutely. I would like to think that at the end of this scene, Sam did take the bottle from him and drove them. Um, I don't know. You uh, would like to think, but yeah, you're right. He's um, not the most responsible of people. Yeah. <sighs> Dean. <laughs> because dean like chugs like half a bottle of whiskey like i mean it's not like it's like flask size i mean a bit bigger than a flask so it's not like it's like a a giant bottle of whiskey but it's big enough it's It's big big enough enough. yeah it's big (laughs) enough what's what's even more annoying about this is like again like andrew dab like writing this kind of playing into the fact that like dean uses alcohol to cope with stressful situations Mm mm-hmm doesn't ever address it in the end of the uh, end of the series. Dean never nope. uh, addresses that issue at all. Not at all. Frustrating. Mm, yeah. Dean's like, well, I don't want to go in there. And Sam says, well, I need backup. I can't go in alone. Like, you're going in. And then Sam tries to hand him a gun. And he's like, no, that's, it could just go off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is exactly my my thing with guns. I'm like, oh, if I touch it, it's just going to go off. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picks up something. He's like, I'll just man the flashlight. <laughs> so cute. I don't know why I think about holding a flashlight with, like, two hands. Like, it's it's me. <laughs> And um, as they go into the the lumber mill, the EMF keeps going on off and off and off. And obviously it's not going to work because Dean is giving off EMF from the sickness. Mm -hmm. Sam finds uh, Frank's wedding ring on the ground because it's engraved. Um, They're like, oh, why was Frank even here? doesn't really make sense. And then they hear like a noise. Mm -hmm. They walk over to some lockers. The famous 
scream. <laughs> <laughs> Going back and like listening to that, I was like, you know, we never hear them scream like that. No. Ever. Not again. No. And like, they don't even yell in fear or anything like that. Not really. It's always just like, they, because he's, he's literally just making a noise of screaming. Yeah. Usually when they're like in fear, it's because either one of them is like about to get hurt or somebody's going to get hurt. So they're calling their name. Like, Dean, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. it's, a, it's a very manly like growl of fear that it normally do like oh, oh. Yeah. it's not some kind of like this is some kind of b-movie horror final girl scream yeah, <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> we, we, we have often speculated that dean is the final girl and then yeah but so like proving it here <laughs> I think we were saying at the end of the last episode that um Jensen wished that he hadn't gone quite so far with this one yeah <laughs> i mean if you don't if you you can really hurt yourself by screaming well maybe this scream is the reason for this like lower and lower voices throughout the season <laughs> yeah well maybe he damaged his vocal cords at this point so you know started kind of here and ended season 15 like really down here <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to this <laughs> maybe maybe why is there a cat in a locker? I know. Like, I always think that every time I watch this, it's like, how did that cat get in a locker? Why is it there? I yeah, I don't know. No idea. Ghost cat? cat? I think it's a ghost cat. Oh, you know what? It could be. I think it is a ghost cat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that one. Sam finds an ID on the ground, and it's someone named Luther Garland. Dean finds some like pictures on this desk, and it's Frank's wife. Sam makes a like makes a weird point here, like a weird line, like something that I would never imagine he would say. He just says plot thickens. I'm like, that's a Dean line, surely, not a Sam line. I'm, I love Sam in this. He's he, he, this is another episode where like Sam's just along for the ride. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the situation's kind of difficult, but it's kind of funny too. So he's just sort mm-hmm. of like chilling out. It's like last episode. It's like yeah, you know, <laughs> that's true. I I forgot to mention when they're walking into the lumber mill did you notice that like dean is shaking like the beam of light is not steady no i didn't that's such a nice detail yeah <laughs> i thought that was really that was, I was like oh well done well done dean picks up the drawing but it rips because mm-hmm. i guess it's like somewhat stuck to the table over sam's shoulder we see just a man in the corner just like looking in the corner and as, as soon as i saw this i was like amy's gonna hate this i hate this i hate everything about it i hate it People stood in corners, it's the scariest thing. It's the scariest thing. It's creepy, right? It's creepy. Yes. Especially since, like, why Why is he doing that at this time? Because, like, the, the mill turns on mm-hmm. at the same time as all of this is happening. Yeah. But it's like, there's nothing in the corner for you there. <laughs> why are you there? Stop being all Blair Witchy. This is clearly a Blair Witch Project reference. Yeah, definitely. Very clearly. It's, it's totally there. Hated the ending of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Do you know what I hate most about the ending of the Blair Witch Project? Is that I got, like, very... Well, I watched it fairly young, and I think someone told me that there were, like, alternate, more scary endings. And I was like, thank goodness I didn't watch those, because the ending I watched was really scary. <laughs> I don't think there are any alternate endings to the Blair Witch Project. I just think it was, like, I don't some think kind so. of I think weird, that's the end. like, yeah. rumour. 
there were so there were so many rumors around that movie. That's the thing. That's what made it so scary. Sam turns around, shoots the ghost, and then looks back, and Dean's like, "Skeet out of there!" <laughs> legged he it. Is just, he is just gone. <laughs> he legged it out of there. And Sam, Sam talk, talking to nobody, says, "Guess we got the right place." <laughs> You're talking to who, Sam? Who talked to the ghost? The ghost cat? Just yourself? Like, what is this? <laughs> turns to camera, looks down, angled, down lens. <laughs> they arrive back at the sheriff's office. And they're talking to Deputy Linus again. Um, and Sam's kind of being, you know, a bit strict with him trying to get his attention because this deputy is just looking at Dean swaying behind him <laughs> and asked, is he drunk? Which he is. He, he drank that whole flask. So, yeah. yeah. Sam's trying to get this information out because Luther Garland, his death just said that it was caused by physical trauma, but it doesn't say how. And, you know, the deputy's like, well, he died 20 years ago. That's before my time. So this guy looks like maybe 22. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he looks so young. Fresh faced. <laughs> yeah. They ask if they can talk to the sheriff, but um the deputy says that he's out sick today and Sam says, Okay, if he's ready, like cool, call us. As they go to leave, Dean just sort of like sways in place and then just looks at the deputy and is like, You're awesome <laughs> <laughs> And then the deputy's like, You you too. It's such a cute moment. You're awesome. <laughs> People often point to this as an example of, like, Dean flirting with a guy, almost. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like, there's no other reason. I mean, he's he's drunk, so maybe he's letting his guard down a little bit. But, like, if there's no other reason for him to be, like, I don't know, flirting with this deputy, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> as, as he leaves, the sheriff, like, calls through the intercom, so it's clear that he was actually there. And the deputy explains it was the FBI guys, and they want to know about Luther Garland. Oh, this is the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst. <laughs> they cut to the sheriff and he's like scraping his arm with a Brillo pad. And I don't want to, I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. No, no, I no. Like I don't it. want to discuss it anymore. Thank you. Sam and Dean go to this place called Peaceful Pines Assisted Living. And as they're going in, Dean's just getting freaked out. He like bumps into an older lady that's there. Um, is freaking out about what if they get caught because their badges are fake, which I love this interaction so much. <laughs> what, if, what if we get busted? We could go to jail. It's like, you've been to jail, Dean. It wasn't that bad. Multiple times. <laughs> Sam's trying to calm him down. He's like, take a deep breath. Do you feel better? And he's like, no. <laughs> it must be weird for Sam because like, Normally, Dean's been the one, like, parenting him. And then suddenly, Sam's in a situation where he's got a really sort of mother Dean. Like, stop scratching. Stand up straight. Take a deep breath. Calm down. <laughs> These ideas are going to work. Calm down. <laughs> this is, I just think it's really funny to watch Sam take charge in that way with Dean. He doesn't normally do that at all. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I don't think Dean appreciates it. Because just before they walk through the door, you see Dean, like, pull on Sam's sleeve. <laughs> Like, he's, I don't know why he did it, but it's just like, don't tell me what to do kind of thing. It's like a little oh. bit of a tantrum. <laughs> I, I, I almost read that as like, slow down, I need you to be like here with me because I'm freaking oh, maybe, out, dude. Yeah. Like, again, like the apron strings. Um, I don't know. So they meet this guy um, who is the brother of the Luther Garland. And <laughs> of course, because Dean's looking so sketchy, he asks to see their IDs and then, like, really scrutinizes them. And while he's doing so, Dean's like, well, they're real. Why would we pretend to be FBI agents? I mean, who would pretend to be an FBI agent, huh? That's just nutty. 
I think it's only Sam that gets them out of this because um, Dean looks so like he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it gives me the, um, I'm not going to use this ID. It has like boob inspector on it or something like that. Oh, I remember yeah. from like way back. I can't remember what. Episode. It was like season it's, one. It's Sam right because Dean gives yeah. an ID that says <laughs> federal boob inspector or whatever it is. It was uh, some, something that was like clearly not correct yeah imagine if this guy had taken my goodness at least they got better ones now i guess they're in better closer contact with bobby i feel like he's got better connections on the id front they're there to ask um mr garland what happened to his brother because it you know it was very vague on his police report you know initially he doesn't want to tell them you know who just who cares what an old man thinks but sam convinces him because he's sam and very empathetic and the puppy dog eyes and everything (laughs) says like they're just trying to get the truth so they, they tell this through a series of flashbacks, but um, basically Luther, again, we're, we're in the theme of like mirroring kind of Sam situation here with mm-hmm. like the calling him a freak and a monster and things. So, you know, he was this guy who clearly was just like, I don't know, he's just too big. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was a gentle giant, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, and say so he was like big and mean looking, but he was actually really sweet. They do show him and saying that he was really kind and this is why i think it's a ghost cat because they show him like a tabby kitten mm-hmm. <laughs> and the cat that scared dean looks the same yes i think that is it either it's implied that that cat is still alive like and that was the same one but it's also like over 20 years old so <laughs> unlikely <laughs> i don't think it's the same cat <laughs> or maybe it's the same cat but a ghost cat and, you know, he says, like, a lot of people failed Luther, including myself. But, he, you know, he was busy because, he, you know, he's a widower and he had three kids and all this kind of stuff. Sam pulls out the picture of Jessie and he, he recognises her and says that her husband killed Luther. Sam asks him to explain. And basically what happened was, like, Jessie worked at the mill. Her and she was kind to Luther, so he was kind of a little bit taken with her. But Frank was, like, extremely jealous of this and, and weird about it. So mm-hmm. when she went missing, he thought that Luther had killed her. Um, and basically he came back to, like, have his revenge. And the way he did that was by, oh, it's horrible, I hate this so much, like, dragging him behind his truck and mm-hmm. basically killing Luther. It's literally the worst thing I can think of. I hate it so much. Yeah. Um, don't enjoy this story, Andrew. <laughs> Mr. Dab. No. no. Like, like we were saying, there's funny, there's really funny moments and then you get hit with something like this. It's just like, oh. It's so horrific. Yeah. And like, I, I I didn't remember it. And like, I just, because it was in like a lumber mill, I was like, oh, I thought he got put through like a wood chipper or something. Mm-hmm. Like, which is, is less terrible somehow. Isn't, I, I, yeah, anyway. Um, I guess because it's faster. Yeah. Mm, no. Ugh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> so, you know, Frank was never arrested for this because he was a pillar of the community. Basically, everyone covered it up. And, you know, Luther was the town outcast and everyone didn't really care that much, which is awful. Sam says, like, well, you must have hated Frank. And what what he says here, it makes you think that he's some way involved in this ghost sickness, but he's not in the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I read it like that. Mr. Garland says, I did for a long time. Life's too short for hate, son. And Frank wasn't thinking straight. His wife had vanished. He was terrified. A damn shame he had to put Luther through the same. But that's fear. It spreads and spreads. I think it was just a way for it to like, oh, look at that. It's 
a different kind of fear is spreading amongst the living. Yeah, I think, I think so that too. was kind of where it's kind of going to. The one thing I didn't quite understand with this mm-hmm. was why had the sickness had started. They never really explain it, do they? It's just, I guess, a different kind of ghost haunting. I, I don't know. I mean, because the, the thing that's implied is that for some reason, Frank went to the lumber mill mm-hmm. and then he got the ghost sickness because that's why his his ring is there. Like That's how I read it. Because like, the tan line is too fresh. Right. So he probably was still had his wedding ring on. Yeah. But for some reason he went to the lumber mill mm-hmm. and then got infected with the ghost sickness and then everything happened from there. Oh, uh, so if he hadn't like basically returned to the scene of his crime, he wouldn't have got infected with the ghost sickness. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that sounds right. I can't see what else it would be, but why would he go there? Maybe it was an anniversary of some kind. Yeah, possibly. It, yeah, they'd never really explain how it actually started. You're right. Because it's 48 hours that it takes for this ghost sickness to like kill somebody. Yeah, how weird. You thought they would have, like, explained for some reason why his ring was there, like, why he had been in the lumber mill. Like, was he still trying to cover it up later on? You know, were they about to get discovered that he did this? Or, like, if there had been a new sheriff, that maybe would have made sense. He was, like, looking into it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. I guess he's just filling those gaps. <laughs> yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, you're completely right. They don't explain it Mm-mm. at all. No, they're right. That's, like, the biggest pothole. Yes. Why was Frank even at the lumber mill? Why would you go back there? Unless it was an anniversary and maybe he... It doesn't say what he did for a job. Maybe he worked there. My guess is that this mill is abandoned. Well, no, it can't be abandoned because there's a whole bunch of, like, stuff. stuff. Oh, God. But, I mean, it could be be not in work. It looked abandoned because there were, like, leaves on the floor and stuff. And I guess the ghost could make the equipment work if it was, like, out of commission. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's super confusing, Annabelle. (laughs) It really is. I have no clue. I'm... Uh, that that was what bothered me the most because they're talking about a twenty year old case, but like he died twenty forty eight hours ago, or like yeah, within forty eight hours. Yeah, like if there had been a string of like an almost like an outbreak, right, that mm-hmm. was linked in some way to like the death of someone. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe it's because it's twenty years. Well, it's, they say it's more than twenty years. It's not even like a twenty year anniversary. Oh, it's gonna bother me now. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's just it doesn't. There, there's no link there at all. Mm mm. As they're outside this um, assisted living facility, Dean points out on his arm, like, well, these are road rash from, you know, from being dragged and probably that Luther swallowed some wood chips as well, which, again, is also kind of a weird explanation, like, why the wood chips? The wood chip just leads you back to the lumber mill. Some of this stuff doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's the ear print all over again. (laughs) It is ear print. Yeah. (laughs) Sam says, like, well, your experience is death in slow motion. Again, why the arms first? Like, surely they should be getting this, like, rash all over their bodies. You're right. Like, why is it just their arms? Especially since in the flashback, Luther is on his back. Yeah, you'd think he would, like... Not on his front. Yeah, present, like, just a complete rash over their whole body. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Fine. Just picking this episode apart, Annabelle. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's it's what we're here for. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Dean's like, okay, fine. Well, we know what to do then. We'll just burn some bones. Easy peasy. And Sam's like, no, this guy has kind of like spread out across the road, which this is a horrible thought as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're not going to find all of the pieces of him in order to burn them. Um, And they'll have to figure out something else. 
This is the best speech. And I actually think maybe this is the longest speech that Dean ever has in Supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good few lines. (laughs) It's real long. Uh, You know, because Dean's like, do you know what? No. (laughs) 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 It basically is like, I've had enough. Like, what are we doing? And Sam's like, well, we're hunting a ghost. And Dean's like, a ghost? Exactly. Who does that? (laughs) (laughs) this is there is another episode where he has basically the same rant right i'm sure there yeah. is Why yeah is i'm pretty it? sure there is i'll think about it this is a very long it's just very long speech like <laughs> i don't even know if we can put in the whole thing because it is so long it's so long so like my highlights of it are you know this is why our lives suck <laughs> I mean, come on we hunt monsters what the hell you know, normal people see a monster and run, but we search out things that want to kill us. Huh? Or eat us! Which is, I, I just, I love that too. Um, he, he talks about, like, the bad food they eat, the skeevy motel rooms, the fact that he slept with a truck stop waitress that had a weird rash. Um, <laughs> and then goes on to say, like, you know, do you actually like being stuck with me for eight hours a day in a car? I don't think so. Dean points out all his bad traits that he thinks are bad, so the fact that he drives too fast, listens to the same five albums over and over again, and like I would like to know what those five albums are, thanks. Yeah. Maybe I could probably take a guess. <laughs> he sings. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is gassy. You eat have a burrito when you get toxic. Like when he said this, I was like, do you think that was improvised? I mean, possibly. I think some. I think a lot of this may have been, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good convention question as well. Like, I always think of good convention questions when we're watching this episode. <laughs> Someone asked Jensen if this was, like, written or improvised, because a lot of it feels like some stuff that he needed to get off his chest. Because <laughs> <laughs> we already know, like, in the outtakes of, mm-hmm. like, Jared farting and, like... <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Dean ends this by throwing the Impala keys at Sam and, like, you know, walking off. Um, he says that he's done. You know, done with it. Everything. Done with monsters and hellhounds and ghost sickness and the apocalypse. And it's out. <laughs> Just out. Yeah. I, I kind of really wish Cass had been in this episode because I would have liked to have seen Cass react to this speech. <laughs> Just like, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Thanks what, for saving so, me from hell. <laughs> Good luck. I would have liked to have seen Cass, not Castiel, mm-hmm. react to this. Yeah, that's true, actually. Because Castiel here would just be like, you, you don't get to quit. Like, yeah, boring Castiel. <laughs> <laughs> but Cass would probably be a bit more sympathetic and like try and talk him back into it, right? I don't know. I feel like he'd side with Sam on this one. Like, okay, <laughs> let him have his tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> As Dean's walking, he hears a growling behind him, and it's basically the start of the episode because we see the small dog. <laughs> yeah. We have a cut to the hotel room, and Dean is sat on his bed looking extremely hot and sweaty, like he has been running. And Sam says, like, where were you? Dean's like, well, I've got less than four hours on the clock. I'm going to die. And Sam agrees with him and says, yeah, you're going back. You know, you're going back to hell. It's damn time. And the truth is... And like then Sam's eyes turn yellow, which I forgot about this. This was cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? He throws Dean like a demon would. And um, Dean Shang, I'm like, no, get get out of my brother. And you get out of my brother, you evil son of a bitch. No one's possessing me, Dean. Uh, Sam says that you know no one's possessing him. This is what he's going to become. And it's what he wants to become. And there's nothing that Dean can do to stop it. 
I was like, oh, this is Dean's biggest like anxiety or fear at the moment is that Sam's walking down a dark path towards becoming a demon. The worst thing about it, I mean, he's hallucinating. <laughs> I'll just point that out now because Sam's actually holding him like, Dean, Dean. Yeah. The worst thing is, is like, Dean's kind of seen himself as a demon. Like, he knows what that's like. And that's kind of partly the reason why he's so scared of that for Sam. Because I don't think you can imagine his like sweet baby brother, you know, like tearing people apart. Mm-hmm. I wonder, did Dean say, no, gal, my brother, you son of evil, summon a bitch, out loud? Oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh. And I think he did. I honestly think he did. Oh, no, that's way, more, that's way worse. Yeah. And, like, Sam just had to, like, like not react to it, basically. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Like, Sam must know... I mean, he makes a joke of it kind of at the end of this episode, but like he saw a lot of stuff in this that Dean doesn't want him to know. Mm-hmm. This particular interaction, yeah, you're right, really gives Sam an idea of like what Dean's inner monologue might be saying about his whole demon activity. And especially at the end as well with like, because he asked Dean what he saw and he mm-hmm. does, Dean obviously doesn't give an answer. <sighs> yeah. So I'm wondering if he kind of was like, did you see me again? Was it me who was causing your heart attack? That's so true, Annabelle. This episode just got way worse. (laughs) Yeah. What if it got like, because they play it off well cash, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Sam was asking like, what if your biggest fear was me? Yo, it's deep. (laughs) 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 No, I love that actually. That's a really good way. Like I've never really read this episode like that before. This is kind of summing up the rest of the season of how, you know, Dean and Sam interact and his, his kind of worries for him. I do mm-hmm. love the visual of yellow-eyed Sam too. I just, I just yeah. love it. I thought it was so cool. It's different to his, like, Lucifer-possessed Sam as well. It was, yeah. It was much more uh, aggressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I like it. I like it. So uh, we're back at the lumber mill and Sam is joined by Bobby and he got there really fast because he's coming from Sioux Falls to Colorado, (laughs) which is not like a 20 minute drive. (laughs) (laughs) Would he even make that in the time they have left? Who knows? Unless maybe he started like the night before, like as soon as they called. That's true. Bobby's asking like how Dean's doing. That you know, Dean's homesick, um, and it cuts to Dean, and he's watching like Pokey, and I can't remember the name of. The, he's watching Gumby. It's Gumby. Gumby. I, Gumby. It just came to me because I, I was sat there watching the episode, and I was like, oh, "No, we've said this name so many times. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's yeah. Gumby." <laughs> and um, the horse Pokey gets dragged away <laughs> in this very much like Luther did, and he's like, "Oh God, that didn't. That's not helping." Um, <laughs> Bobby asked about the hallucinations. Um, Sam says, yeah, a few hours ago. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, he probably said it out loud. Definitely did. Oh, crap. They have about two hours left because they saw the coroner about eight. So I'm guessing it's about six in the morning. Sam asks Bobby what he's found. And he, he hands him a, a book in Japanese of the Endo period. Mm-hmm. Jim Beaver can actually speak Japanese. You, like you believe he, it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know he's actually speaking Japanese. I just wondered if him as a, he as an actor just learned it. No, he he actually knows Japanese. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's really cool. 
I don't know what he said. Probably along the lines of like you're being an idiot. I'm Bobby, of course I know Japanese. Um, it's basically confirming ghost sickness, but it's like in another culture. Yeah. And Sam asks how you kill it, and it's just the usual of burning the remains. For Bora Bora, which is the mm-hmm. the Japanese version, since it's born of fear, you can fit, kill it with fear. Yeah. So they have to scare the ghost to death. <laughs> They're trying to formulate a plan. Back at the motel room, Dean's phone rings, and they sort of are like, hey, so, you know, has Bobby got a plan? Have we got, what are we going to be doing? <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, good plan. Yeah, we, we got a plan. <laughs> what is it? Just a good plan. All right? No, hang in there. And again, there's this, this whole thing of like saying one thing, but in the next scene. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible plan. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I'll never get tired of it. They could do it like five times an episode and I will love it every single time. Like every single time. I absolutely love it. Bobby's like, I know you said scare the ghost to death, but this. And Sam's like, well, if you've got a better idea, you know, I'm all for it. Back at the motel, Dean is starting to really hallucinate and like it's hellhounds again. Yeah, and the door is rattling, but it's, the door is actually rattling because the sheriff is there and he knocks down the the door mm-hmm. and is asking Dean why they're looking into Luther Garland's death. Yeah, and Dean notices that the sheriff has like is bleeding on his arm, mm-hmm. and that you know he's also got the the ghost sickness and that he needs to relax, which. As we all know, when someone tells you to relax, that never works. <laughs> no, especially if you're angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sheriff starts yelling at him, saying that, you know, Frank was my friend. He made a mistake and I didn't bust him. So what? I'm not going to go down over that and points a gun at Dean. I love the fact that Dean just like smacks the gun out of his hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, today. I don't like these things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they sort of start to fight. Um, he has a heart attack and dies, basically. Pretty much, yeah. He just gets too, like, hit up and dies. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ghost sickness claims another victim. Woo! Yes. Yes. So I'm guessing he caught the ghost sickness after he went to go visit Frank's body. Like, There was a whole explanation where, like, they had a baseball party and everyone caught it there. <laughs> but, but, he, but his was yeah. after. I don't know. Some Basi- of the timing on this is a little weird. Yeah, because I read it as, like, Frank went to a super spreader event, like, gave it to everyone else. But I guess, yeah, the sheriff got it later somehow, mm-hmm. even though they play on the same team. Look. <laughs> Which, actually, do you think it was ghost sickness? I don't think it was. I think it was actually his own paranoia that got him, because the blood on his arm was from him taking the Brillo pad. But it was itchy, like, Dean's been scratching his arm the whole time. And, like, that coupled with, like, the germophobia that we've seen with him, I think that's that's it. I, I, I still think it, I think it's ghost sickness. But, like, because, like, I think they're probably already there and the ghost sickness, like, heightened it. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. See, because I originally thought that Dean caught the ghost sickness from the sheriff and it actually jumped like a virus does from, like, person to person rather mm-hmm. than just from the source of Frank. But I don't know. I, I don't think that, that... They say that he got it from Frank and they continue that the whole episode, so... Yeah, I don't know. It it doesn't make sense for when the sheriff died because they he got it he dies like thirty minutes before Dean does. Even less, ten minutes even. 
Yeah, so, like, who knows? I really don't. Like, I, I yeah, it doesn't make there's, much sense. There's some, some weird leaps in this episode. They shouldn't have established the 48-hour rule, basically. Yeah. That was the yeah, problem basically. with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were too rigid in their... Uh, lore. In their lore, yeah. So we're back at the, the mill, and we hear Bobby over the walkie-talkie, asking Sam if he's had any luck, but the ghost is not coming out. Mm-hmm. It's like he's scared. Aw, um, yeah. So Sam's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to make him angry. And he puts the shotgun down and starts like tearing up the pictures that he drew. And I was mm-hmm. like, I felt really bad. Because this guy didn't do anything wrong, right? No. And he's only really getting revenge for, on his murderers. The guy who aided his murderer by covering up. And two guys that sound like they were dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and like at that point, it's not really his fault. No, the ghost is not at fault here. Yeah, anyway. So he starts ripping them up and like taunting him. And then he turns around. And I love this. Sam looks down or Jared looks down to see where a ghost would be. Yeah. Usually they're shorter than him, but he has to look up. Oh, that was really good. (laughs) I was watching this with someone else and um, I said, this guy must be really tall. Yeah. Or he's still on a box. Exactly, exactly that. <laughs> I think he might be that tall though. I think he might be that tall. I I didn't notice the looking down thing. That's so good. Like, mm-hmm. good job, Jared. That's a great. <laughs> that's a great acting choice. Definitely. We're then back at the the motel, and like you see that Dean has like covered the sheriff's face up with like a towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You hear like a little girl's voice. And it's it's Lilith, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, oh, you know, it's it's time for you to go back now, you know. And he's like, oh, you're not real, you know. And Lilith's like, it doesn't matter. And she starts to taunt him as well. Don't you remember all the fun you had down there? And you remember every second. Now, do we ever get confirmation outside of this that it's forty years? Four months is forty years. Yeah, I thought this too when I heard it because I was like, oh, I didn't remember that this this number came from mm-hmm. Lilith. I have a feeling and i'm gonna be pretty wrong that dean like he regurgitates this later to sam yeah i feel like he he does talk about this to sam and and says the 40 years as well but maybe i'm gonna be pretty wrong on that i don't think we have an exact conversion to how time moves on earth compared to how time moves in hell and people just use this as a guideline Mm -hmm. because yeah she says like but it's just it's too it's too perfect a conversion (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know how long it actually was but I, yeah i do feel like dean maybe says this later up. yeah I, I don't know because i was like this this feels way too like no wait i've got it this is definitely brought up again because okay. alistair taunts dean with it okay all right so do, so it's not just his mind like messing with him <laughs> no yeah definitely alistair, yeah, alistair definitely taunts this with him later i'm, I'm sh- pretty sure of that mm-hmm mm-hmm Dean's like trying to reassure himself that it's not real. Um, and Lilith's like, well, it doesn't matter. You're still going to die. You're still going to burn. Mm-hmm. And this is where he's asked, why did I get infected? And I love the fact that she, this Lilith kept the same speech patterns yeah. that she did as when she was real. Because <laughs> she, she calls him a silly goose. Yeah. Well, as she did in Ruby's body, right? Mm-hmm. yeah i like that too she just says silly goose you know why she says listen to your heart and like the way she says baboon 
like over and over again and was like that stayed in my mind and I didn't realize how much it stayed in my mind mm-hmm. because when she was saying it I was like this feels so familiar yeah as she's saying ba-boom ba-boom over and over again we cut to Sam and he's fighting Luther I was gonna say Lucifer <laughs> Luther it all gets very intense as the music build up and he Sam manages to get the chain around Luther mm-hmm. and tells Bobby to punch it without the walkie-talkie but somehow it works <laughs> good point <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Bobby Chewbacca? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. He's the Chewbacca in the, their trio. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. And then Luther is basically killed again in the way that he was killed in real life. Mm-hmm. He kind of smokes out almost. <laughs> yeah. I thought about this. So do you... Hmm. Because this is pretty horrific on Sam. There's two things there. This is pretty horrific on Sam's part. But if he managed to free Luther's soul, it's kind of justified. As well as mm-hmm. saving Dean, obviously. But this doesn't look like how they normally manage to, like, exercise ghosts. Yeah. So did he just get rid of the ghost sickness and now this guy's still having to haunt that lumber mill. I don't know. They should have addressed that because I feel like he deserved to move on and they should have given Luther that resolution. I I agree. But they also... Here's a question, which Mm -hmm. I don't think ever gets answered. Yeah. If a ghost stays on Earth, starts killing people, and then they (laughs) exercise the ghost... Yeah, okay. Does that ghost then go to hell because they've killed people Mm -hmm. or not? Because we know that for um, what was that episode? The for the woman from Battlestar Galactica episode. Uh the road one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like she has she her like departure is very peaceful and stuff. But like they didn't have to burn her body. They just like she just stepped into the light essentially because they yeah. convinced her to. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, they like burn the ghost and they're in pain. Yeah. And this that was basically the same kind of thing. They. Instead of burning the ghost and then being in pain, he had to be scared to death, so he was in pain. But he didn't. He didn't kill anybody. No. The, his fear killed Frank. Yeah. So does he end up going to hell or not? <laughs> we need to like good place. You seen? You seen the good place? Yeah. Yeah. We need to like good place the supernatural TV show and be like, <laughs> do you gain karma points after you've died? You know, mm-hmm. if you decide to be a good ghost after you've been a terrible person, do you then get to go to heaven? Or, <laughs> but then it's a tough one because you already know that afterlife exists. So you're kind of like trying to game the system. I don't know. I, I would think in Supernatural, you would be just because some of the interactions they have with ghosts. I feel like they're judged on the deeds of their living selves rather than their dead selves. I think there are other instances, I I feel like there must be, where they see like ghosts that have killed people but were okay people when they were alive, like, peacing out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like that must be the case. I don't know though. Lisa deserves to go to heaven. I agree. Like, he he did nothing wrong. He had a pet kitten. Yeah. That he took care of. Mm-hmm. He was kind and... of animals, full stop. Yeah. <laughs> and he did, he did nothing wrong. He was, it's not your fault that you scared people. Exactly. And they didn't, they didn't try to be kind to you. Yeah. <laughs> Justice for Luther. They're in Chuck's universe. I don't know. It's probably still a ghost. Yeah, that's true. 
The, yeah, the other thing is that this definitely confirms that Dean got infected because he tortured souls in hell, so that's super fun for us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Hate that. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to them actually like fully addressing this in the season because they're kind of skirting around the edges of it at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I like remember an episode like on the head of a pin, and I'm like, I don't know if I can cope through that. I don't know how I'm going to survive the episode at all. <laughs> and it's written by this guy. Of course it is. Yeah, by <gasps> Mr. Dab. Mr. Dab. Okay, dokie. <laughs> so. For all of you who didn't know, I just did a dab. <laughs> it was very cool. It was like it was. super uh, on trend too. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most fun you can have is like dabbing for a teenager and just like watch them like cringe away from you. <laughs> um, okay, so we end this episode. We are somewhere. It, no longer at the lumber mill. There's Dean's car, so the Impala, and Bobby's car is there. And they're all kind of stood around. And um, Dean's taken off his jacket. He just, he looks really weirdly like naked without his jacket. He's just wearing like a Henley, which is like <laughs> with the Samulet, like it's on display. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's asking what they happened to, what happened to the ghost. And it turns out the chain that they used was a iron chain etched with spell work that what Bobby just had lying around like <laughs> I love that for him he's just like oh I'll get my magic chain <laughs> I knew this would come in handy <laughs> exactly. Bobby's sitting there like in his rocking chair at, at, like in the evenings etching a chain mm-hmm. <laughs> um Sam does say, like, it was what he was most afraid of, but it was pretty brutal. I'm surprised Sam doesn't feel worse about this. He's just like, yeah, I'm quite matter-of-fact about it, but I guess he was saving Dean, so yeah, morality's a bit more screwy when that happens. That's very true. And Dean says, like, I'm on the upside, I'm still alive, go team. <laughs> so I love. Um, Sam asks how he's feeling, and Dean said he's fine. And then Bobby's like, are you sure? Because this line of work can get awfully scary. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam clearly told Bobby everything that Dean said to him. uh, Of course he does. Which I love so much. And Dean's like, puts back on his macho face. It's like, I'm fine. You want to go hunting? I'll hunt. I'll kill anything. (laughs) Bobby just says like, He's adorable. <laughs> I love I love this ribbing on Dean. It feels so it's it's a very father-son dynamic, this whole thing. Yeah. Like I love it so much because this is like, yes, this is the kind of relationship you should have with your dad where they're just like quietly ribbing you with your other sibling. It's like because <laughs> Dean doesn't get it a lot. Sam gets it a lot. Dean doesn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> and Bobby leaves. He says, like, you drive safe. Bobby's got such a piece of crap car. I know. I'm like <laughs> What? What? <laughs> what? You must. Get, I guess he works in a salvage yard, so he probably fixed that car with whatever parts from other cars he can find, like a Franken yeah, car. So. <laughs> Sam asks Dean as Bobby drives off, "What else did you see near the end? You know, when you were hallucinating?" And Dean's like, "Well, you know, a cop was beating me up." But he's like, "No, no, like seriously." Dean looks at Sam and he sees that same yellow flash on him. So. Maybe he's not completely uh, over the ghost sickness. Mm-hmm. And Dean just jokes that it was howler monkeys because those things creep the hell out of him. And Sam just like drops it. He's like, okay, okay. And Dean does have a kind of quiet moment. He's like, you know, it's just the usual stuff. Oh, just the usual stuff, Sammy. Nothing I couldn't handle. 
which I kind of like that moment that it didn't end on a joke, that it ended on like maybe something a little bit more serious because mm-hmm. Sam does know, like he does understand, although they don't talk about it very much. They do go through the same crap a lot of the time, so he knows the kinds of things that Dean would be scared of. But going back to what I was saying that Sam heard exactly what he said and he says nothing i can't handle it's like oh that's true what what is that saying about like him seeing sam as yellow eyes that's something that he can handle i guess what way dean (laughs) i guess he's just adding it to the nightmare fuel you know at this point in your life it's like what am i gonna dream about tonight is it gonna be hellhounds chasing me those 40 years i spent in hell my brother becoming a demon like what's the flavor of the month (laughs) at some point it all becomes background trauma (laughs) yeah that's very true Uh, I'm guessing he is kind of telling Sam here that like he's dealing with it in his own way he's dealing with his own fears about Sam Mm -hmm. Um, and you know the last episode Sam said he's going to give all that demon stuff up so it's it's fine (laughs) well yeah the the episode before last oh yeah you're right it was the episode before last yeah so it's um yeah what's he got to worry about you know if Sam says he's not going to do demon stuff anymore, surely Sam's not going to do demon stuff anymore. So yeah, of course, it's, it's, it's all fine. Yeah, you can always take Sam at his word. Yeah, and you can take Sam at his word more than you can take Dean at his word. Actually, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the lies are big. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine because they only generally tell the big lies to the people that they care about. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> overall this is a fun episode you're right there's some big old plot holes in here and ultimately this is a filler episode it is yeah yeah definitely there's there's no real plot point i mean there is like an allusion to like dean actually remembering Mm -hmm. his time in hell which we already kind of knew that anyway just because of the flashes and stuff Mm -hmm. I, i guess this is more like it's a little bit saying, oh, maybe suggesting what he did in hell. That hasn't really been brought up yet. Right. Properly. So there's a couple of things here, isn't there? There's also like the picking up of the tools and stuff. There's a few hints and stuff that he tortured people in hell. But mm, yeah. It, it didn't need to... That could have been in any episode, though. This was, this right. was a filler. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely was. It was a time for them to, like, cut loose a little bit, I guess. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, this episode ends after the credits with, like, it's still so funny to me because it's just, I think it comes up with, it just says, Supernatural presents Jensen Ackles, like, no other commentary. Like, this is him, guys. (laughs) Yeah, this is what we have to deal with on set all the goddamn time. (laughs) Because, I mean, you've all seen... Um, Jensen doing Eye of the Tiger like I'm not going to go through all of it <laughs> yeah. apart from the fact he stood on I'm pretty sure he stood on the door of the car mm-hmm. at one point not actually on the roof I always thought he stood on the roof it's, not, it's like on the door of the car it's yeah just, to get up onto to sit up onto the roof yeah yeah it just takes a bit of more balance than I was expecting <laughs> um, the best thing about that whole clip is the people you can hear like laughing in the background Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure at the end, I think it must be like Robert Singer or something. I, I just assume it is Bob Singer. Like, yeah, okay, come on, man. Or that some, someone says something <laughs> like that? Like, it's quite good. It really is. Um, I, I forgot to mention this, but in this episode, like at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. Jensen is so tanned. Like, <laughs> he got off of the tanning bed and was like, let's go record this episode. <laughs> Maybe they ran out of his foundation shade that week. 
that. Um, um, and I feel like you can really see it in the eye of the tiger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean, this is. I, I guess I didn't put much edit on it, but it's it's quite. I I, I really like it. I feel like because they already kind of had it with the gag reels coming up to this point. There's something about that clip that did kind of change some of the tone of some of the outtakes and things that they have and I, I feel like they knew that people wanted to see this kind of stuff because th- this kind of stuff must happen on tv sets like you know not regularly but like semi-regularly that like people were like becking about yeah, and, yeah but the fact that like they started because I really don't think anyone was doing it other than Supernatural like putting a lot of that content out there Mm-hmm. Um, and being like yeah we're having fun making this guys like you get to see this and like you can join in the fun with this kind of thing which is mm-hmm. why I think the partly the fandom grew as it did because they were involving us essentially yeah through some of yeah. the like extra clips and things they put out I don't know because other other shows do it now but it's not the same it's no. it's really not yeah mm-hmm. everyone go you know just just treat yourselves Go go and watch the Eye of the Tiger clip and have a little laugh and just brighten your day. That's yeah, that's definitely. what you should do after listening yeah. to this. <laughs> and go use your leg as a guitar. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Safely. Safely, but don't hurt yourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like really great. I love this episode. What's the next one, Annabelle? The next one is It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester. And I have to say, no idea. Oh, okay. No idea. I remember this one at all. It's done something to do with demons. Well, of course. It's Sam Winchester in the title. Is it a Charlie Brown reference? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, Charlie Brown's not a big thing in the UK like it is in America. We don't have it on as like a holiday special like you guys yeah, do. Yeah, no, so. And I don't think I've ever watched it. I don't think I've watched the full Charlie Brown Christmas special, so... Yeah, well, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. It should be really good. And we are getting through this season. I'm so excited. I know. Like, we've got some, we got some, we've already gotten some really good episodes. Yeah. And like, we still have a whole bunch of really good ones to come. But yeah, I'm, I am definitely excited for, for where this is going. Season four is on it, man. It's on it. It is. I'm it getting big is. season two vibes where I'm like, this is so good. I forgot how good this was. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I'm also getting that like I, I'm guessing this is why Supernatural did so well because we just had two, like we just had season two which was really consistently really good. Mm-hmm. Season three was surprisingly really good. Yeah. And then it continued into this, and then I think season five it just uh, season five is really good too. Okay, yeah, maybe season six doesn't. Anyway, <laughs> um, I guess yeah. we'll find out because, like I said. A lot of this starts to get mashed together for me because I know I binge watched pretty. I'm pretty sure I binge watched most of season four and five, so yeah. all of that was just like squished. I'm like, I, I can't, I cannot separate the two. Yeah, it. I think you know you might as well call it like part A, part B, season four, season yeah. five, because it really is the same plot line all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so at the end of the episode, I would like to thank the Pixel Agora for his wonderful artwork on our podcast. If you would like to buy any of that beautiful artwork, then please go to Redbubble or go commission Jay on his Tumblr. Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to talk to us, we're on all the social media, so Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, YouTube as well. We've had a fair few comments on our YouTube videos, so yeah, come hang out. Um, 
we will try and reply as soon as possible. Yeah. We, we're pretty good. We usually do. <laughs> Amy's much better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I spend too much time on my phone. <laughs> uh, we are escaping purgatory podcasts or escaping podcast. So this week we had a little aside. We got very terrified, but then we sang a little song together. So, you know, it made it all better. It did. Uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit eye of the tiger, a little bit of motivation, just what we needed to carry on going. So hopefully next week we'll find our way out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>